Hello, 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 and welcome to LatinXYC, where we discuss all things related to U.S. politics from a Latino, Latina, and Latinx perspective. My name is Clemencia Herrera, and I am the founder of Moira Studio, an advertising agency that works on political advocacy and uh, campaigns that target Latinx. Hola, Clem. And I am Cecilia del Cid, environmental and social justice practitioner, Latin American, immigrant from Guatemala, community weaver, and working on media. Yes, and today we have Adrián Reina Chaboya once again. Welcome back, Adrián. Thank you again for joining us. Um, Adrián is a queer civil rights strategist and partner at New Currents Collective. He is an immigrant from Monterrey, Nuevo León, Mexico. Grew up undocumented in Texas and there he spent 10 years organizing with immigrant communities at United We Dream, the largest immigrant youth-led organization in the country and now lives in Seattle, Washington. And once again, we're super excited to have you uh, here today and take a deep dive into another very, very important subject. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited for this. Yes, so today's subject is something that all of us in communication and, and anyone that works in politics has been battling for some time. Um, and this is the uh, effects of disinformation on social media and online platforms. Um, the fact that now information dissemination is in the hands of everyone through social media is great, but it also means that a massive amount of disinformation is going on. Manipulating the public opinion through junk news, bots that amplify opinions, trolls that are harassing people to suppress their free speech, um, also strategic data leaks that target political campaigns, anybody, emails, and, uh, and a lack of transparency on behalf of social media platforms, how they censor stuff, what they're looking for. It's, very, it's making things very difficult for everyone. Yes. But like, you know, if that person that shows up doesn't seem to have, like, why would this mechanic know anything about epidemiology? Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to also, so just, I know, I appreciate you pushing back on Adriana saying like we're not gullible. We have a lot of lived experience and a lot of our hesitant and our hesitation towards vaccinations or medical like development are, are based in our experiences of being exploited, mistreated, um, yeah. cheated, experimented on as communities yeah. that are black or marginalized or indigenous or, um, you know, vulnerable. Yeah. That experience like, is, is the reason. They like to think they were gullible. They like right. to think about it. Right. They're I think saying, that, well, these people are gullible. So, and and they and because there's so many of them, if we just sway uh, enough of them, there we go. There well, we yeah. we have the right candidate, or we we get, we keep mm. them for voting, or or whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah. their you know nefarious intents are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to that point, I mean, one of the one of the main like 
cognitive ways in which we like make decisions on the fly is often like, oh, what's the majority doing? Right, like there's been a lot of experimentation that's been that has happened around like, kind of like how do how do we decide? How do we make a decision? And often, one of the things we usually do is like, okay, what's what are most people doing, right? And so, and that's not a bad thing. Like if you think from an evolutionary standpoint, like this is where like we can geek out a little bit. Like <laughs> we do that as humans because that's how we survive. Like we are a communistic, yeah. like like yeah. socialized species. Like yeah. there's nothing yeah. wrong with We're like looking animal, around, yeah. right? Like I'm being like, oh, uh, well, I see that like everyone is passing through that path as opposed to this one there must be a reason why right like so yeah. it's not a bad thing but at the same time like then how are we evolving right like our own cognitions to like up, get to a place like okay sure everyone's doing this but how, how at the same time am I able to tell how much of this is a perception piece which again just brings us back to this whole social media like internet situation because it's so easy like this like this influencer culture online i mean sure build a following be responsible with your following but then when you have like voices who carry a lot of weight who have a lot of following who check off all the boxes of like well if this person who like follows all who has this many that hundreds of thousands of followers is saying this mm -hmm. I guess like you know there's something to that right like so there is yeah. something about like influencer culture that we also need to be talking about like as a society like do we just let that exist or like what responsibilities and check and ba checks and balances as you're saying right like need to exist um, because yeah, of how it like messes people up with people's assume, decisions. Because people assume that if someone has hundreds of thousands of followers, then they must be credible somehow. Um, I, but I but they, and again, it's like none of these people have checks and balances. None of these people are held. They have any accountability. Like I guess people could sue them, but. Is that gonna go somewhere? I, right. I mean, I, I just don't know. Yeah. And also, it's like, do we, do we as uh, ethical organizations are just gonna start suing every single influencer that's, mm. you know, or, or trying to shut down like every single influencer that's doing misinformation? Because that could have a, a negative effect, right? If there's a bunch of people following someone and then they're like, oh, they're trying to shut me down. Or they, they're, I mean, which they, you know, YouTube has because like, or, 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 or Twitter has, but then if, if organizations start doing that, then, then it could create a negative effect. So we're mm. sort of like, our hands are tied sometimes. And, 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 and I, and I like to, you know, Adrian, you, 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 you had a great point of like, it is our in or individual responsibility to make sure that it's not happening. So it's like, if you're following a, an influencer and you see something and you fact check it and it's not true, then you need to unfollow that person or at least let them know mm -hmm. and then unfollow them. Or, But, but it's just like, I don't want to think that people are just like, mm, 
you know, just just passive about this because they're very active about sharing this information. But when it comes to when people prove them wrong, then it's like, oh, okay, let me just tell everybody that I, you know, disseminated this to that I, that this is wrong. Like I have never seen this in my family or in my friends. It's like. Oh, when the correction. Yeah, so when somebody when something gets debunked or like some video gets debunked, nobody actually follows up with me and says, "Hey, by the way, th that video I sent you two days ago, yeah, that was debunked." I have mm. never seen that. So it's like, how do we, like, how can we start changing this paradigm of of But of like, well, it was debunked, or like, well, it's this guy and he might be saying the wrong thing, but. Meh. <laughs> and Adrian, I think that you have a point like when we talk about influencers, obviously there's issues in this country of like um, First Amendment rights, like right that you have the right to um, express your opinion. That doesn't mean that you will not be held accountable for that. What it means is that the government cannot prosecute you for it. Right. You will have consequences. You can have consequences socially. You can have consequences through your employment, depending on policies that you have agreed or signed to. So like. There, there is there's accountability things but I'm thinking about what happens in our communities when someone that you consider an elder or respectable mm. or like the head of a family people who think like no that person is really smart they know their thing and you distribute that so once again I'm gonna Hi, Dad. I'll say, my dad sends me a lot of stuff. And sometimes I don't like... Cover your ears, Dad. <laughs> no. So, many of it is good. I love it. But sometimes I'll be like, I think, how many people have, like, an innate respect for this person in his circle mm -hmm. that say, well, don't... No sé cuantitos. Um, mm -hmm. It's like, you know, es bien inteligente. Seguro que they already like looked it up so if they are sending me this yeah. it, it carries weight by kind the of reputation and also yeah, so the messaging so i think that yeah. that is when that part that you're talking about Adrian, about like the individual when in doubt i would say the 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 if you are not sure then refrain from sharing yeah 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 or like adrian when adrian said my friend tells me this restaurant is really good you're like oh i trust you because you're my friend right so i'm i'm gonna go to that restaurant because you said that it that it should and you should know even what i like yeah. so i'm gonna trust you so the messenger is extremely important and i think that all this 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 information campaigns are taking advantage of like this messenger thing because it's like it's not that it's like one organization just spreading news to everyone is more like I'm gonna spread the news to this person that person's gonna go to that person it's a very grassroots yeah. kind of thing yeah <laughs> it's and, and even, like they're really counting on this messenger the, this trusted messenger yeah and I was gonna say even if like when Adrian's example was saying like what if I had a terrible experience with that type of food before but then my friend told me that that restaurant actually has some good one you probably will be more inclined to try it again mm. even though <laughs> your experience was not positive before yeah that i mean that's uh, i mean honestly it's a maybe for me because i'm like i'm picky about food <laughs> 
know. But yeah, I, I think I, that's I'm the right. same. I'm more, I'm more like, eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I won't trust you next time that you give me some sort of a recommendation. <laughs> I just feel like if I go and I'm disappointed again, I'm not gonna trust my friends anymore. I'm like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're so, hesitant because so you wanna happen? trust your friend. <laughs> but so does that happen? Do you think that you know if so if if a friend sends you? A piece of information that then gets debunked or is totally false or whatever. Mm. Do you start mistrusting your friend? Oh Do you start goodness. saying, mm, the next time that you send me some sort of video, I'm not gonna trust you so much? Does that happen? Oh my is goodness. Is that different? You know, this is such an interesting, um, like, kind of, especially for like folks who see themselves as like power builders and base builders in the community, right? Like activist organizers. How do we move at the speed of trust, right? Like how do we move in a way where we're bringing people along? I mean, the world is insane and you're right. There's a, there's a trend to doubt institution right now. And I think that, um, We have to be asking ourselves, like this, the pace at which we're running, like, are we actually building trust within our community? Because um, it's the same thing, right? Like, it could be that, like, my, um, there is a, like, this is kind of like the question for the case about, the case for reputation, right? Like, why reputation actually does matter, right? Like, and why we need to be thinking at micro, meso, and macro levels, like the reputation that our institutions hold and what they're doing to actually like show that they are reputable. Um, for example, like I get infuriated every time that I see like an Amazon ad now about like, <laughs> oh, we're helping two million of our employees like go back to school. And I'm like, The government should be doing that, not Amazon. Like, just pay your taxes pay so your the taxes. government can pay for people to go to school. Yeah. And I'm like, the the fact that like Amazon and kind of understands that like it's a cornerstone, a cornerstone of their strategy to build that kind of trust with the community yeah. that it employs, right? Which the people that they're employing at their like distribution centers at their uh, fulfillment fulfillment centers, like mm -hmm. delivery, our communities of color, like they are increasingly yeah. becoming a bigger employer of these communities. So what is government doing to establish trust, to like communicate, like let people know what is actually happening, no investments. Mm -hmm. In fact, like, We have more anti-government propaganda out there about how the government sucks, uh, how the government is awful, about how all of our institutions are bad, that no one is willing to come out and say like, here's the things that actually work and actually make that abundant. Or maybe we're just afraid of being honest with ourselves that it's not working, right? And we don't, we don't have like a good message for that either. And so, yeah. yeah, we have to move at the speed of trust. And that means like listening and doing the investment of being honest with people. <clears throat> yes. I'm yeah. having 
conversations in within our circles and I think um, when we it takes I think so, a lot of us I don't know if I don't want to make generalizations but like I know in my circle a lot of people are like really um, they don't want conflict so they will avoid anything that would like would challenge someone's like statements um, I you know I recently had a conversation with another family member in which we were talking about we went into a restaurant and they were like if you don't have a reservation we're not taking walk-ins we are short staff I said like oh what you know it's, this is very coming more more frequent and it's like yeah it's, it's culpa del gobierno and I was like why and it was it, for me instead of being like no I think that it's staying in like tell me a little bit more and then hearing what the messaging had been coming through that channel was really, it was an exercise for me to just not jump into that one. Like, mm. I'm going to, you know, I want to be, I'm right. I, I know what I'm so, I know what I'm saying. Like, but like, hmm, I know that that's not the reason. I know that that's not what's happening. But like, I want to, I want to understand better. What yeah. is the messaging that's coming along yeah. that blame that, you know, because obviously it's, for me, this is a, this is a this is a person who is who is a professional who has college degree and like, but they might be but they are new to this country. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, like, there's a, there, there is a cultural component, you know, in Latinx that we are very polite and we don't we're not gonna inst, you know instigate or at least purposely mm. or at least with people that we care about we're not gonna come back and Conflict say adverse. you're not you're not right or you know what you sent me is wrong or or you know I've done it but <laughs> but I don't think that I I you know I'm I don't represent the majority when you know when people are are, are they, they actually need to I mean these conversations are very necessary you need to have a little bit of conflict and say I actually read an article that was debunking what you just sent me and I don't know if, the, if enough of these conversations are going on, and the thing is, like, I don't think that people realize the the aftershock of all of this. You know, the the effects that this, the ramifications that this information has, and and and, and what these nefarious in, uh, intents are, in which they're basically. They're, they're trying to. I, I mean, I don't know, Adrian. You you tell me what they're trying to do. I I I have my uh, theories. Money, power. <laughs> yes, I mean, there's the one side of like it's obviously this information is so profitable, but I also want to bring attention to the fact that like, you know, this Virginia race, right? It's like I just kind of want to zoom in on that a little bit. Uh, I don't know, right? Like not an organizer there don't know the community there so i don't want to speak on behalf of like anyone there but what we do know is that there was a big sort of one of the big waves or like agitational narrative arcs that w was there is this whole like critical race theory is like bad in schools and all mm -hmm. this stuff mm -hmm. and you know yes i mean I, 
like at a surface level we can look at that and we understand what that is like that's a clear racist dog whistle right it just like pokes at all the like you know concerns over like black and brown people taking over this country blah 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 but what's underneath that and it's and like this is where taking a look at history is important is that this has like tremendous echoes of like post-civil war era like um propaganda that existed um so you know there was the civil war there was a period of reconstruction where like like tons of like there was a significant amount of like black folks who entered into positions of power like there was there was desegregation and everything mm -hmm. time comes along you know economic situations causes the north to pull out from from like the south they pull out the military and the south begin like leaders in the south like white leaders in the south begin to push this nar these narratives or uh, like these questions of like what are we going to do about black people right like having this like paradigm of like black folks are a threat to society but also they cannot govern themselves and it's a narrative that spread through like mass propaganda mass like culture culturalism like it's in like it's like a big kind of cultural fight and so you know i don't want to be ascribing myself as the like also a conspiracy right but i do think that there are people in this country that know that if they can continue to capitalize on like sentiments of anti-blackness continue to perpetuate a system of racism and that the only thing that keeps that going is keeping the population uh, like misinformed like the reaction against and CRT, divided and yeah. divided yeah the whole this whole CRT thing is a it's like yeah it may be an electoral dog whistle but it's actually a very intentional strategy because what mm -hmm. it like actually keeps people from learning about like yeah like racism is a big re it's like a big reason why structurally like we are in the situation that we're in we have the inequalities that we have in this country mm -hmm. And so it's important for us to like not forget, right? That like the battle is far from over and it's generational when like, like I went to public school in Texas. Like I remember in one of my textbooks, literally the lesson was about how slavery was not that bad. <laughs> like I was taught this Ay, mio. in a public school in Texas. So what does that do for okay. like your your understanding of this world, right? Like when mm -hmm. you grow up with an education system like that. So, you know, I think I think it's an important thing that we just need to be like aware of that it's like it's a long fight, right? Like, yeah. but that that's a perfect instance of misinformation trying to protect more disinformation. Right, because this is information is in that book, yeah. and then it's trying to protect it. It's trying to protect a lie, essentially, and it's just like there's just lies on top of lies on top of lies, trying to 
Because if, 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 if there's backtracking, then we go back to the mistrust. We go back to destroying right. the trust of institutions like the public school system. Like, how could we start mistrusting that? Like, that would be disastrous for in so many levels, you know, and, and like backtracking on, on, you know, the way that that school is taught, like history is taught is it's basically saying this is an organization that's not trustworthy or I, I don't know I think it, and, and I'm not saying that that I agree with that I'm just thinking mm. that this is how they think I think that this is like they don't they don't want to admit admit to things because it will make them look terrible so it's a it's a it's just like spreading more disinformation to protect what has been said for so long Right. I think you're muted, Sissy. Yeah, so I was going to say that uh, this information is effectively propping up systems of power. Mm. Right? So, like, wow. they're not protecting the light, they're protecting the powerful. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Ta da! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it, it, it is true, but there's like, there's a lot of different, I think there's a lot of different reasons because like, what is the purpose of trying to debunk like, uh, the like scientists and doctors telling you about the vaccine? Like, yeah. what is the purpose of that? Is there a power purpose behind this? I don't know. What is that? What is the purpose here? Is it just so, you know, this other organization gains power as opposed to this? I would say, I would say that people who, who get most harm out of that are also the most vulnerable. So the people, you know, if you have like... First of all, we've all had been vaccinated. We like you've all had to have vaccines before you went to school. I had to have vaccines before I came to school to this country. And if you were an immigrant doing an immigration process, you will have to demonstrate that you've been vaccinated before the government or the you know that you in schools. Um, there's other countries who require vaccinations when you go there. So like vaccines yeah. are something that is yeah, always so, been there. So, my so I question think that is. is it's just making it's affecting the most vulnerable and yeah, then that I guess serves my, the system but my question is is it because i mean as uh, to adrian's point you mm -hmm. know we are social animals and we're trying to you know agree with the majority mm -hmm. is this something that is like you we're trying there's a group trying to be like outliers different like we're not going to like go with all the sheep i don't know quote unquote sheep we're not gonna be dumb followers we're gonna like go at the beat of our own drum kind of thing is this like a movement of like i'm trying to do something different from all you sheep kind of deal i don't know mm. i mean i think that there's a there is an aspect of that and you hear it in the messages that are used in the in like the anti-vaccination movement right they're kind of like literally they say like don't be sheep <laughs> right like mm -hmm. don't be uh don't fall for the for the system right and like i just mm -hmm. feel like there's been enough like 
reasons that have come up in the last few years that just like continue to erode even i mean i i'm not gonna go to bat for the government like i'm not like i'm not gonna be like mm -hmm. oh yeah government does everything right you know um That's great yeah right so again like are we being honest with our people how are we being honest in that nuanced ways right like obviously we're not gonna say the same thing that our enemies or like that that those that seek to oppress us are saying of like yeah mistrust the government and everything they're trying to like do all of this like how can we have a more affirmative message for people where we are honest like hey actually i understand your dissolution there's a lot of change we have to do and it's gonna take all of us to roll up our sleeves and do something about it like and that's not gonna change tomorrow in a year or in like frankly in 20 years i think it's like a multi-generational campaign that we're all gonna have to be a part of to change the conditions that we're in right now but the very least that we can do today is like be honest just be honest with people like don't mm -hmm. deny them their experience don't come with like you're you're paranoid for no reason everything is fine it's like no it's not <laughs> No, it's not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not. I think no, that distrust. Yeah. I was just gonna say distrust of big pharma is is warranted. Big pharma is yes. a business that has profited from from making us sick for generations. So of course mm -hmm. there is. But I think also um, that's when you know a, a, an education that allows us to think critically yeah. will be important which is not what we receive because we don't receive an education that allows us to think of freeing ourselves. We receive an education that, that kind of allows us to conform and respond mm. good to like standardized tests. Mm. But I think there is very real reasons why communities of color or vulnerable communities are hesitant about what is happening with the vaccination. And also there is a lack of the agents of even in, in academia or the science, there is there is classism, there is elitism, there is also capitalism, like many things that have allowed those people to be discredited. But when you look at the overall, it would take and not you know to think of like it, it wouldn't be a good conspiracy theory because it would take way too many actors to fall into place to do it, and that is when you had introduced doubt in the in the opposite direction, mm -hmm. right? Like. Why does it work? Because too many people have been involved creating, for example, the vaccine for COVID for it to be able to be co-opted. Mm. This is not new technology. This is technology that has been around for four decades. Yeah. It's, it's, it's way too many people. It's not just one or two actors, which is more yeah. easy to be like, yes, you can be bought, bought out. And that happens all the time. That's right. Yeah. So we are definitely running out of time. So, <laughs> um, so just to recap, you know, because I think that some people might be asking themselves, all right, so how do I, how can I be a changing agent here? How can I help to uh, at least stop the spread of misinformation or help change the paradigm so you started saying something um great adrian which is like if you see something that 
instills a very emotional or a strong reaction, then look it up, right? 100%. Fact check your author. Fact check whoever the messenger is. Whoever they say, my name is so-and-so, look them up. Or if the article says, the doctor at in Switzerland or whatever, <laughs> name blah, 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 look up this person. See, see if they're real. And then what else? Yeah. How? What else do you guys? What do you guys think that we can do, or or people can do? If you don't have a certainty that the information you're sharing is trustworthy, refrain from sharing it. Err mm. on the side of yeah, and let and just, let the person know, like, know very nicely. Hey, you don't have to argue. Just say hey. I actually looked this up and I can't find this doctor. I, I don't know what you think about it. Just, you know, you can say nicely. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and then if you spread something, if you have shared something and then it gets debunked, please go and tell your friends that this was false. There's nothing wrong with it. You're not gonna, actually people are gonna trust you more. If you say, hey, I was wrong here. I looked it up or somebody looked it up and they told me I was wrong and I will admit that I spread something that was wrong. Because if, if they find out that you've been spraying essentially lies, then they're gonna be like, well, I'm not gonna really trust this person. But if you wanna uh, regain yeah. their trust, then then you gotta admit that you were wrong. And it's totally fine. It's totally fine. You're not gonna look bad. I promise you. Journalists correct themselves all the time yes yes and and yeah. scientists correct themselves all the time yes. too yeah because you learn all the time yeah that's right yeah the only thing i would add because of something cecilia you said earlier that really spoke to me is like treat people with respect right like don't just like jump on someone's throat to like oh you said something i don't agree with so now i'm gonna like fact check you right like yeah ask why oh like ask come from a place of curiosity right because yeah social media has like trained us to be like oh i'm ready for my clap back on twitter right or like i'm ready with my comment on facebook and we're like so ready to engage with it which what does it do it keeps you glued to that thing more engagements more time on these platforms like means more profits for them so every time that we do this radical thing of like listening to each other, really, we're divesting from a model of business that's so extractive. And I think that we are, if we can like spend the next decade, like training the generations that are coming behind us and ahead of us, like reimagining a way that we engage with each other, we will like mm. fundamentally disrupt the business incentives that are there that allow for this information to spread the way that it does today. We're not never gonna get rid of it, obviously, but we can disrupt those. Ah, we can scale. dream. We can dream of it. You know what? I'm here with that. I'm here for that attitude. Yes. Yes. We we can dream a better. <laughs> we get rid of them. We can yes. dream of that. Like yes, in this podcast, we're always very hopeful. We're always <laughs> dreaming and hoping. 
we can dream and hope in this podcast you know I love this is that. a safe space to dream and hope <laughs> i love that i love i would that. just say we can we can imagine a future in which we can all thrive yes amen to that yeah and with that adrian thank you so much for Muchísimas spending all this time gracias. with us and it's been an extremely interesting uh episode and conversation and we've gone to all these different tangents and i love that we push back on each other there's no like we're not just all agreeing on the same thing which i love so thank you so much and um i hope to see you again sometime here we can talk about many more things there's so much more to talk about and uh guys out there please let us know what you think um about what we just said if you don't agree totally fine we're happy to hear that and uh we're on youtube latinxyc pod latinxyc pod on instagram and on tiktok and my email is clem at latinxycpod.com adrian yes yeah and if you want to get in touch i'm i'm reachable at adrian at newcurrents.co.co and you can follow me on twitter at isaias reina Thank you, Ceci. Muchísimas gracias, Adrián. Un besito, Adrián. Muchas gracias.